Many people are using the FaithFi app to help provide the wisdom, community, and money management to stay on track, financially speaking. To date, over 37,000 members are using its digital envelope system, participating in our community forums, and engaging in virtual workshops. And one of the most convenient features is the ability to keep all your accounts in one place for an easy at-a-glance view. You can choose from one of three options depending on your management style, and it's available on desktop or mobile. Go to faithfy.com and click App to get started. Career experts like to say there's no such thing as job security, but there is employment security. I'm Rob West. Having employment security means always sharpening your skills. And part of that is preparing for your next job interview so you can be relaxed, confident, and ready for anything. I'll tell you how to do it today, and then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, despite fears of a coming recession, employers are still hiring and there are still more jobs than workers. There's no better time to try for that dream job you've always wanted. But just because the labor market's in your favor doesn't mean you can go into an interview unprepared. If it's an in-person interview, of course, you want to dress well and have a neat appearance. If it's a video interview, as more and more are these days, that still applies. But there's more to getting a remote interview off to a good start. Uh, Choose a setting in your home that's quiet so you won't be disturbed. Make sure the background is well-organized and uncluttered. Keep your pets out of the room. You don't want your cat climbing up in your lap during the interview. Now, it's when the interview begins that preparation will really pay off because you'll probably be asked some tough questions. But these are often standard and you should be ready for them. Keep in mind, interviewers don't want to trip you up. They ask tough, thoughtful questions, hoping you'll give a good answer. One of the most common questions is, where do you see yourself in five years? Don't try to be clever by saying, I'd like to have your job. That's a good way to eliminate yourself from the running. Instead, use the five-year question as an opportunity to show that you're motivated to do good work and succeed. It's okay to say you'd like to be in a different position than the one you're applying for, maybe one that gives you more responsibility and a chance to grow professionally. For example, maybe your career field has different levels of proficiency that require more certifications. You can talk about how you'd like to obtain them and how that extra training will help the company. Here's another tricky question you may be asked. Why do you want to leave your current job? Here's where a lot of applicants get tripped up. Always speak well of your current employer. It'll let the recruiter know you're loyal and grateful for the opportunities you've been given. Never say something like you're looking for a shorter commute or a better health plan. The recruiter will think you'll probably leave this job for a similar reason. Instead, keep it positive. Give a few reasons why your current company is a great place to work, but your employer isn't able to give you the opportunity to be a more valuable employee. You can then talk about your career goals and how you want to contribute more. 
If you're asked, what's your greatest weakness? Be honest, but try to turn the conversation in a positive direction, even if it's about a weakness. For example, you might say, I sometimes tend to say yes when I'm already maxed out work-wise. You can turn that positive by showing how you're learning to set priorities and then give an example. That way you make it about your strengths. Whatever weakness you choose to answer with, show how you're working to overcome it. Another question you need to prepare for is, why should I hire you? Don't say, because I'm a hard worker or I have people skills. Those things are far too general and they're assumed. You need to be a lot more specific. Talk about how hiring you would be good for the company in precise ways. Go over your resume in advance and highlight three things you've done to make an operation more efficient, increase revenue, or reduce overhead for your current company or ministry. Do some research ahead of time so you're able to point out how those skills will help with a new company. Finally, the most important preparation you can do is pray. Ask the Holy Spirit for the right words to say. Uh, meditate on Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is another helpful passage. It reads, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. I'm confident the Lord has just what you're looking for. All right, your calls are next, 800-525-7000. You can call that number 24-7, 800-525-7000. And before we take our first break, let me also remind you, there's a great wealth of resources waiting for you at faithfi.com. That's faithfi.com. You'll find more about the FaithFi app, which can help you manage your budget and stay on track. You'll find all of our great content and you can jump into the FaithFi community, post your questions, get answers and help another steward along the way. Again, it's all at faithfi.com. Stick around, much more to come just around the corner. absolutely free. We know you've learned to be suspicious of those words, but really, you can get biblical financial wisdom delivered to your inbox each week absolutely free. Articles, videos, podcasts, and special offers on biblical resources. Nearly 60,000 people receive our free weekly wisdom email, and you can too. Create your free FaithFi account by going to faithfi.com and click sign up to begin receiving weekly wisdom in your inbox. What's most important to you when it comes to choosing your financial advisor? Someone who's aligned with your biblical values? How about someone who will take the time to explain your options? Certified Kingdom Advisors are professionals who meet high standards in competence and integrity and have been trained to offer biblical financial advice. To find a Certified Kingdom Advisor in your area, visit faithfi.com and click Find a CKA. Great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls and questions today on anything financial. Plus, perhaps you have a testimony of God's faithfulness. You've applied these principles from God's Word that we talk about on this program, and you've seen how they've proven to be effective in your life. Biblical wisdom is always effective, uh, and we'd love to hear about it. 800-525-7000. Karen, uh, is that how you say it, or is it just Karen in Akron? Karen, that's fine. Thank okay, you. Great. Go right ahead. Okay. So I wanted to know your thoughts on a fixed index annuity 
with a 4 to 7% and a cap of 9.75% with no annual fees and uh, the ability to take out 10% uh, a year. And going into it would be an old IRA and some PERS money that would total about $90,000. That's one question. Okay, yeah, let's start there. Uh, what's the time horizon on this money? I, we, I would say it's long-term. Okay. Uh, are you thinking maybe 20 years down the road, less, more? Oh, less. Let, let's say maybe in five to 10 years, ballpark. Okay. And would you be looking after the accumulation phase where it's growing at this roughly 5% with the cap and so forth, would you be looking to annuitize it, which just simply means you'd convert it to an income stream for life at that point to supplement other income sources like retirement accounts and social security, or would you be looking to take it back out? Tell me what you're thinking there. I I would uh, probably reinvest it and, you know, uh, just take money out yearly as needed. Okay. And why the are you drawn to the annuity? I'm just curious in terms of, you know, are you risk averse and you, you're willing to settle for a little bit of a lower return, but you, you really want that downside protection or some other reason? Well, I am, I am averse to, to risk. I'm more conservative. Uh, the money that's in the uh, IRA is not doing well at all. And we uh, went met with somebody, and it appears that th- this would be a good avenue to take. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I just want to make sure of, because I'm not a huge fan of annuities, I mean, they have their place. If you said, listen, I'm just done with the volatility, I, I want to transfer the risk away from myself in the market into an insurance company and you know, I'm willing to settle for a bit of a lower return with limited flexibility. And, and, you know, I can only get a certain amount back per year without penalties and surrender charges and, you know, that type of thing, then, then they can have a place. The reason I'm not crazy about them is, you know, we're potentially, we're evaluating the performance of your IRA during a very narrow window where the market just happens to be under immense pressure. You know, if we were to compare this year and look at it in light of the last dozen years, we would see that we've had a raging bull market that, you know, has created a lot of wealth. And when we look at investment returns, stock and bond portfolios properly diversified and allocated according to our you know, time horizon when we need the money and our risk levels, uh, you know, the very best place to build wealth is with a stock and bond portfolio with maybe a small allocation of the precious metals. Um, but we've got to look at it over the long haul. If we look at it in a quarter's time or even a year's time, we could pick one of those seasons like we're in now where the market has been under pressure and therefore the, the portfolio's down, but you don't need the money right now. And even once you get to retirement, if the Lord tarries and you're in good health, you need that money to last decades or more. (laughs) Um, You know, so I I think the idea is where's the best place to grow it over time. And, you know, as long as we're looking at it with the right perspective, and I think that's really the key. Uh, Now, if you say again, I just don't want to assume that risk, even though I realize this is, you know, a very short time frame where the market is going down and it will likely recover and move to higher ground down the road. But I'm willing to give that up in exchange for the peace of mind, you know, coming from just knowing that the principal is guaranteed and I'm willing to settle for a lesser return to get that. Well, then a fixed annuity could be a great option. And it sounds like the one you're describing, uh, you know, makes sense just in terms of the rates that you're, you're articulating. So does that all make sense? 
It does, because apparently you don't lose any. You either stay or uh, increase, but you don't lose. So that's the part that I like about that. The other question I wanted to ask you your opinion about was if you, we have $810,000 liquid. And is it better to go to a 4% CD? Is it better to go to a 3.25 money market where it's liquid? That's a big question as well. Well, I don't think, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a lot of money, and I can't imagine you're going to need, I mean, unless there's a specific purpose you're, you know you're going to need that money for in, let's say, 12 months. I would say, well, let's, let's define what the emergency fund should be, and that's a number you need to pick. We usually say three to six months expenses, and we'd put that in a liquid savings account. I'd recommend an online savings account where you can get three and three quarters percent today. Anything beyond that, I would look to say, how do we maximize this return? And, you know, commensurate with the the time frame on when we need the money. And I think at that point, at the very least, I would probably ladder a CD, which just simply means maybe you take a, a third of it and put it in a six-month CD, a third of it and you put it in 12 months and a third in 18 months. And then every six months, you've got a third of that 800000 minus your emergency fund that's coming due. And you can either roll it over into another, you know, 18-month CD uh, or you can, uh, you know, move it to savings if you know you need it. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Yeah. So that'd probably be the direction I'd go. I think for the IRA, again, if if you say, listen, I'm done with the market, I want to go into an annuity, that's great. Uh, that would probably be a great approach. And then with that 800000 I'd take the approach I just described. Thanks for calling, Karen. God bless you. Uh, to Florida, hey, Jim, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Yes, sir. Um, I'm calling in regards to a kind of a sad story, but it's going to happen. Um, we're going to be inheriting probably up to two and a half million dollars plus. And so we're kind of questioning. We don't like thinking about it. We know it's going to happen, and uh, but we have to kind of have a certain plan ready for it. I want to yeah. be a philanthropist. My wife wants to be frugal. Um, it's just kind of like, what, what does life look like when that happens? Yeah. Well, I can certainly understand that, Jim, but here's the reality. This money doesn't have to be a burden. I mean, I realize anytime an inheritance is involved, there obviously is is uh, a triggering event, usually involves the death of a loved one, and so uh, we don't ever like that. But in terms of you now being the steward of these resources, it doesn't have to be a burden in your life. I think the key is to go into it, number one, with the right heart posture, to recognize, listen, we're fully surrendered to God and His purposes, and we count this a calling to be a money manager for the King of Kings. And I think the key is to go into it, as you said, not allowing it to change your lifestyle because you've prayerfully decided how your lifestyle should be oriented. And that's ultimately between you and your wife and the Lord. Number two, your idea, you mentioned being a philanthropist. I think being generous is clearly on the heart of God. And so perhaps this is a time to get more strategic in your giving. You know, if we were to look at the biblical model of uh, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, maybe it's in your community, in our country, and then internationally, and you align that with the heart of God and the scriptures around the ministry of God's Word, preaching, teaching, and discipleship, the ministry of God's mercy, uh, widows and orphans, and the ministry of God's justice, perhaps the, the oppressed. 
and you begin to look more strategically at your giving. I think the other thing is to really seek some wise counsel because a, a certified kingdom advisor, a godly advisor that could journey alongside you to help you put a wise investment strategy in place and be really smart and efficient with your giving to minimize taxes and, and to expand your giving opportunities could be a great resource. And they'll likely avail themselves of the services of the National Christian Foundation along the way. So my next step would be to find a CKA there in Florida. Just go to faithfi.com and click find a CKA. Stay on the line. I've got to take a quick break, but we'll talk more off the air. We'll be right back. My name is Kent, and I'm a member of Christian Healthcare Ministries. I have a friend who actually has great insurance, and she recently had a a life-threatening experience. And she was laying in the hospital bed afraid, not afraid for her life, but afraid of what her insurance would or would not cover. And as a CHM member, I can honestly say I just never have that fear. I can't tell you the, the peace of mind that provides. Learn more about Christian Healthcare Ministries' biblical cost sharing at chministries.org. We are grateful for support from Sound Mind Investing in the Faith and Finance Program. If you have money in a retirement account or just a general investing account, you know the stock market can sometimes seem like a roller coaster. But it is possible to enjoy both profit and peace of mind in investing, no matter what's happening in the market. You can see a short video webinar on that topic at soundmindinvesting.org. Since 1990, Soundmind Investing has sought to offer financial wisdom for living well. Soundmindinvesting.org. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm your host, Rob West. The number to call is 800-525-7000. All right, let's head back to the phones for your questions on any financial topic, 800-525-7000. Let's head to DeKalb, Illinois. Hi, Frank. Go ahead, sir. Yes, I had a question about retirement. I will retire in October. Now, my question is, do I get uh, year-to-year for the extra money that I can make without getting penalized, or does it go from calendar year to calendar year? Yeah, in that first year, Frank, there's an exception to the Social Security earnings limit in the uh, as to the cap on the amount of money you can make from work without your benefits being reduced, and it essentially is one-twelfth of the annual limit. So in this uh, year, 2023, um, if you are not at full retirement age, uh, that cap is $21,240. So it would be one-twelfth of that, or $1,770 that you can earn up to that amount. And if you go over $1,770 in any month, that's when they would start to uh, hit you for that uh, a reduction of $1 for every $2 above the limit. And it would continue one-twelfth of that limit until that calendar year expires. And then obviously the following year, you'd be subject to the limit based on the total earnings for the year. Now, in the year you turn uh, full retirement age, uh, as you probably know, uh, it's less stringent. It get, jumps up to 56520 and uh, one-twelfth of that would be also applied in that particular year, $4,710. But uh, it is for that first year only based on a monthly limit. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so if I retire in October, I can make $3,400 more approximately. And then the next year, 
because I won't be 67. I'll be 65, and then I can make the 21,000 with without going over to 21,423. I'm good, correct? Yeah, 21,240. Yes, that's correct for the next year. And that will likely change in 2024. But here's the one other reality, and you may be familiar with this, Frank, but when that reduction occurs, if it does, if you go over the limit, either on a monthly basis in the first year or over the 12 months in the second year, once you reach full retirement age, they will pay that back to you in the form of a higher check until you're completely refunded. So it's just a temporary reduction. Okay. Yes, I understand that. That that uh, helps me out a lot. Great. Thank you for calling, Frank. God bless you, my friend. Uh, let's head to Tampa. Petra, thank you for calling. Go ahead. Um, hi. Yes, I was just wondering. Um, I wanted to retire, but my financial guy is saying not yet, um, and I don't want to draw Social Security yet. So I have my eight hundred thousand in my um, retirement account, and I was wondering when would be a advisable time to go ahead and be able to retire. Yeah. Well, it's all going to come down to what your monthly income need is. I assume you're going to try to delay Social Security to let that check continue to build. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Till 65 at least. Okay, great. Yeah, I would advise you doing that. And the longer you can wait, the higher you'll lock in that benefit amount by about 8% a year, which will be a reduction prior to full retirement age. You'll actually increase it by 8% a year or one twelfth of 8% every month up to age 70 beyond full retirement age. But it's really going to come down to what your monthly need is. Have you uh, put together a retirement budget, Petra, just to get a sense of what your monthly expenses will look like? Uh, I understand your house is almost paid off. So let's say you're entering retirement with basically debt-free um, and, and you know, perhaps with some other expenses, what we find is uh, most folks live on about 70 to 80% of their pre-retirement income just because they're no longer saving for retirement. You know, the kids are off the payroll, we're out of debt, we're dropping our life insurance, you know, those kinds of things. Do you know what that monthly uh, amount is you're going to need? Um, it would be under four thousand, maybe thirty five hundred if you know I could really you know reduce yeah. it that low, but about four thousand okay. to be comfortable. Yeah. So I think the only challenges, and this may be what your advisor is getting at, is, you know, we would typically apply a rule of thumb as a 4% withdrawal rate. Um, you know, that was established based on some research done by a guy named Bengen uh, years ago, and it's still holds true today, although some folks would say you can probably need to do a little less. Others might say you can go as high as, as 45 or even 5%. But let's say we stick with 4% a year withdrawal rate from the 800000 which means that if it's invested very conservatively, but with a small allocation to stocks and fixed income type investments, you should be able to maintain the principal balance over time, not in any given month or year, but over time, you should be able to sustain that 4% withdrawal rate and not see the balance decline. That would throw off 32000 a year, which is only 2600 a month. So you're going to need to push it up a bit higher than that to come up with 4000 which I realize is temporary just to get you to Social Security, but you're probably going to eat into the principal. So I think the longer you can wait to start that, let it you know, continue to grow, hopefully continue to save and get closer to that retirement date where you'd also have social security, you're going to be in a better spot. Does that make sense? So if I did a part-time job and only say took 2,500 a month, that would be, uh, 
I would feel pretty good about that. Yeah, because that would keep you at a 4% withdrawal rate. And that would just be for those three years or so where you are waiting until Social Security kicks in if you're planning at 65. So I think that would be the key. Let's try to keep it to no more than $2,500 a month and then work with your advisor on the right investment mix to stay very conservative, but to generate the income you need to sustain it. Thanks for your call. Uh, Let's finish up in Aurora, Illinois. Hi, Tim. Go right ahead, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, so my question is, if you can remove monies, withdraw monies from an IRA to buy a new home without penalty. Uh, you can. Here's the rule on that. You can withdraw up to $10,000 from your traditional IRA and use it to buy, build, or rebuild a home without penalty so long as, and this is why you'll typically hear this as saying it's a, it's a benefit for first-time home buyers because the rule says uh, you, ha- you can't have owned a principal residence for the past two years. Uh, so typically, this would be something a first-time home buyer would would take advantage of because they haven't owned a home for the last two years. They're buying their first. They pull out up to ten thousand dollars, and that's a lifetime limit. So you can only get ten thousand dollars in your lifetime from a traditional IRA. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I, I was hoping for more than that, but yeah, you know, we wouldn't be a first-time home buyer. We would be okay. supplementing some of the other funds to get that, but. It'd have to be more than 10. Yeah, so you would only be able to get 10, and you can't have owned anything for two years. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Thank you for calling, Tim. God bless you. Well, once again, our time went by way too fast. But tune in next time, and we'll do it all over again. Before we go, I'd like to thank our incredible production team, Amy, Devin, Jim, Robert, Brandy, Rob, and Ben. Couldn't do it without them. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll see you again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you.